this guy definitely has helped hundreds, maybe even thousands of people with his reach on Instagram. Mr. Peter Hank, he is, um, he specializes in more mobility and joint movement. I'll let him describe that a little more, but yeah, I'm very excited to talk to him and get some good tips for myself and for you guys on what we could do to strengthen our shoulders, our backs, whatever, you know, we all have something going. We're athletes. It's supposed to Peter, man. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad. Thanks. Yourself? (laughs) Not too bad. You know, the allergies here in the U S are really kicking my ass. So it sounds like I might be, um, stuffed up, but the allergies are just killing me over here. You're in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. So still this, uh, the same season. So we got a bit of uh, allergies around. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, man, what I, um, what we had talked about a little bit before we started here, I wanted to bring you on and, and get some tips and ideas for my viewers on what we could do as kayakers, whitewater kayakers, to help strengthen and get more more mobility in our actual shoulder joints. I have I have very tight shoulders. I've never had a dislocated shoulder, but I know a lot of people have. And I would like to get some of your opinions on what you think um, are some of the best ways we could prevent, you know, injuries of dislocations or rehab or just strengthen our shoulders in general. So yeah, go ahead, Peter. I'll let you take it away, man. Okay, so this is not only about the shoulders because all joints move well because they're affecting kind of each other. So so in short, for your shoulder to move well, it's like a law of order. You need to have enough space in the ribcage so your scap's moving well and then shoulders can move well. So yeah, so that's the way it works. So only shoulders are shoulders, but if there's not enough space, imagine yourself, things cannot move. Yeah, so that's the way it works. Okay. That's why you have to take care of your whole body mobility. If we're talking shoulders, probably especially on the uh, upper upper limbs, yeah? So you have to have good spinal mobility. So spine flexes and extends, and you need your scaps to move, and you need your, then your shoulders to move, yeah? And that's the way it works. And you need certain ranges of motion, which you can check. So if you have enough, let's say, internal rotation, I know everyone can do this movement, but it's kind of a specific, because if you have the rod through your elbow, you can imagine yourself what I'm talking about, yeah? Imagine mm-hmm. this rod for your elbow. Then you would move your arm kind of around. So it's like a, you could imagine yourself this a golf club. When you are turning golf club, one bit is moving. Yeah. So to check it, that's really simple and the uh, easier check. You move in your biceps or humerus bone, and then you can see how much actual internal and external rotation you have. But again, this is uh, based on your collarbone not moving. Yeah, so that's kind of uh, easy and simple at the same time. Yeah? So, yeah, and that's the way it works. If your shoulder moving into a nice internal external rotation, then you need stuff like uh, uh, your flexion and extension. So it's like a shoulder needs to rotate. So the easiest way to uh, check is doing basic shoulder rotation without any other joints moving. And that should be smooth and you shouldn't be... Uh, click in other bits. Obviously, when you're doing kayaking, then probably you might be a bit tight. But again... Well, I click. I click when I do that. Is that a bad thing when 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 your shoulder clicks? Like mine will click when it goes around, but it's not pain. It's just clicking. It's not painful. It's okay. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with it. Okay. (laughs) Good to hear. Yeah, it clicks. Yeah, that's the way it works. Nothing wrong about it. But what I was talking about. Yeah, so let's say you don't have enough shoulder mobility and you're doing kayaking yeah so let's say you can lift your arm overhead somewhere here without cheating without bending your elbow other bits 
but then you're doing kayaking. So if you go above that, which you have to in kayaking, yeah? Yes. Then you go with all by your actual range of motion, which you can control. Because you can control actively here. Later, you have to, I don't know, bend your back slightly or do something just to get overhead. So to be honest, you don't have strength there. So sooner or later, if you'll be doing kayaking or any other activity, which you get in arms overhead, you will get yourself injured because you cannot actively get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's what test would show. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. So how to make sure that you got that mobility? You have to train it. Yeah. But how to train it? Because you can see a lot of videos on the YouTube and other stuff. Everyone will be telling you, okay, five exercises to bulletproof your shoulder, shoulders or stuff like that. But this is kind of a crap and people looking for sensationalism, you know what I mean? Because they just, oh yeah, someone will watch my video, stuff like that. So, but it doesn't work that way. You have to put uh, effort on daily basis. So let's say starting from uh, doing your cars, which are control articular rotations. In other words, the joint circles, yeah? Yeah. And I was showing you a shoulder, for example. Yeah, if you, your shoulder rotates well, then your shoulder moves well, yeah, and there will be other bits, your spine and your scalps and other things, but they have to move in. And so those control articular rotations are like a, for your joints, like a brush in your teeth. It's like a, your joint hygiene, kind of a make sense. You can, just to maintain it, you have to do something with it, yeah? It's not yeah. granted. Imagine yourself, what would happen if you didn't brush your teeth? Probably for a day, two, I don't know, maybe a week. Two weeks, but something would happen with time, am I right? Something, cavities, and other bits, yeah? Yeah. The same story are with, with your joints. To uh, maintain that range of motion which you have, not to lose it, it's like a, that rule, use it or lose it for your brain, you have to keep using it every day. But as we sit in, and we have the uh, sitting jobs and other bits, all those joints starting to kind of uh, decrease in range of motion. Because you don't need that range of motion. That's what you're telling to your brain by doing things which you're doing. If you sit in 10 hours in this position, you'll be in this position. So like uh, even when you're walking, so it'll be difficult like, uh, for you to uh, straighten up. So to, to prevent it, the easiest way oh, is to do uh, your curves. Yeah. Which also you can find them on my Instagram. Those are just basic rotation. Yeah. But what's happening when you get an injured? Oh yeah, that's the, uh, that's the other things. Because then probably your circle would be around here. Yeah. So you could start doing it here just to move away feeling pain-free. And with time, that would help with your recovery. But it wouldn't be as simple as just moving your shoulder there. Yeah, that would help. But then again, you would recover somewhere where you would have probably not much of a symptoms, but still you would be weak around that area. Yeah, so you have to strengthen that area. But it's not like uh, you get to the gym and get the uh, some bench presses or overhead presses. Because I was, as I was saying before, you cannot move in those ranges of motion. Yeah, so... Then it will be based on the uh, system, which I like to use is a uh, functional range conditioning. You would be doing some contractions and trying to uh, strengthen both sides of the joint. So I don't know, let's say you press in one way, another way, but that would have to be uh, in the uh, certain position. And it's as simple as that, improving those ways. Yeah, so, so you, don't, you don't recommend like lifting a lot of heavy weights, right? That's not what you would recommend. I do like overhead presses at the gym. I'll do like overhead presses. It, what do you it, am I doing more damage to my shoulder by doing those? Again, depends. we would have to assess, yeah, and see what's your actual honest range of motion when you're going overhead, and then we'd have to adjust towards it, yeah. Yeah, you know, it doesn't tell me anything because we'd have to see how your spine looks like and stuff like that. So, the easiest way to establish, to be honest, would be 
you get yourself on the floor and you're getting your upper back slightly rounded, yeah? And then you're getting your arms overhead and making sure that whole spine still stays on the floor without changing shape, yeah? And then you can see where you can go. So a lot of people, without bending the elbows or anything. So a lot of people, let's say, will end up there. That would mean, because like how they will bend elbows, you know what I mean? And then that's not your honest range of motion anymore. So based on where those arms would be, that would be a recommended way of pressing. So rather than you doing the, uh, uh, let's say, barbell press, you could do a landmine press. So you know what I mean? Still be shoulder press, but it wouldn't be that high. And this way, yeah, a lot more out like that. Okay. Yeah. And then it wouldn't be a harm to your joints because you can move there with control. And then when you were doing your mobility, there would be certain drills to help to improve your mobility. Then your mobility would improve as well. And then you could go higher and then you could start doing that shoulder flexes. Yeah. And it's also, as I was talking about what you, how your spine behaves when you're doing those. So just get the arms there. It doesn't mean anything. It's just what, how you're moving through that shoulder joint. Okay. And something else, like I use, I also use these. So yeah. I use these a lot at home while I'm working out, just like a, I, I mount them to the wall and do basic exercises. I do a lot of your exercises. Are there some, like, is there some that I could show real quick? Um, is there something on your Instagram? Let's pull that up. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see all of them. So shoulder impingement, yeah. This one right here was the one that I liked the most. And you had several. So this one is a hip, uh, sorry, shoulder internal rotation stretch. So normally people will be uh, limited in shoulder internal rotation. So when you're there, you're just breathing and trying to uh, relax all those muscles around, which might be tight, yeah? But that would be only first step. So that will kind of relax your body, but... Yeah you would need to follow up after this with other bits. That would be like, a, if you had your workout, that would be a warm-up before doing the other things. Still, yeah. so still helpful, but you need to follow up. So this is a T-spine rotation. As I was saying, you need your spine to move well. So T-spine needs to rotate. Otherwise, that might cause quite a lot of issues. And then? And this is just basic scap car. So your scapulas, your shoulder blades need to also move. As I was saying, if they don't move, Shoulder blades also might be, sorry, uh, shoulders might be limited as well. So yeah, this, well. this is more for the scapulas in the back, loosening them up, correct? Yeah. Okay. All those, all those muscles connecting around the shoulder. This is just shoulder external rotation and internal in this position. And this is the same, but see, just arm is slightly higher. So that's just a different angle. Still, it's shoulder internal external rotation. You see in your humerus, so your biceps bone rotating one way, another way. So that's the goal. Okay. And then... And then this is a T-spine, so your upper back flexion extension. So you're trying to flex your spine from your bottom of your neck towards bottom of your ribcage and extend it. So that's the main goal. So, so these right here have been what you have come up with as far as like for helping with shoulder impingements, right? Yeah, because, you know, the point with the uh, shoulder impingement, people are in pain very often, yeah? So those exercises is just to get them moving and give them first step. So this is not like a blueprint to get rid of it completely. But as I said, this is just to help to reduce symptoms. And then you can start doing other things which will uh, yeah, get you better. Now, this, this is this is some of your shoulder mobility exercises, which I've used. 
This one is useful stuff because, you know, bump kind of uh, is guiding you as well. And you rotate in your shoulder and your ribcage, which is good stuff, especially for you kayakers, that would be a great start, yeah? But again, this is just mobility exercise. This is a this basic shoulder rotation. This is just different position. I was showing you the same stuff when uh -huh. I was moving my shoulder. Same story, just you're in different position so you cannot cheat that much. Those are bump pull apart. So make sure that the uh, your shoulder blades moving better. You're getting a bit of a chest stretch. So that's useful stuff. Strengthens quite a lot of muscles at the upper back and stretches chest. And this again, combination, your spine flexes to the side and then you move in your shoulders at the same time. So this is more, okay, this one, this is a swimmers. They're yeah. called swimmers. I don't know who called them this way, but you know how it works with the names. Just move yeah. your shoulders round and that's the way it works. So main thing, shoulders have to move well for you to move well and you need to get them strong as well. So this is easy and complicated, but the point is people training the way they're training and nothing wrong with that, but mobility training is completely different than people think it should be. Because people think in mobility training, you're just going to move your bits there and there. No, it isn't going to work that way. Moving is part of it, but you have to take care of the, uh, I said, strengthening joints. And uh, I said, it's quite easy and complicated. So if you need someone to help, then probably you need to uh, find a person who you can trust and then start following them and perhaps, yeah, just reach out and get more like, uh, I don't know, the training programs or stuff like that. The one which I made is cheap. I just made it for people because I like to really like to help people. You know what I mean? Because I was, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have a money from people, other stuff. So I said, okay, I'm going to make a few videos. I'm going to do those. I'm going to get it to do something. Start doing those things and see how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, everyone was well pleased because, you know, you're moving your joints, things, everything feeling better. And yeah, that's, that's the way it works. Now, would you, um, some of my buddies that, that paddle, they, they wear like a, like a shoulder brace while they're paddling. Um, have you ever seen anything like that with any of the athletes or anything you've worked with? Um, like, um, let me show you real quick. I can show you one of the braces. But are they using it all the time only for? Can you, like this thing? Okay, so let's say that way. If yeah, cannot... they they use it while they're kayaking. What it, what's your opinion on those things? Is that is that my, hurting them or helping them? My opinion is like this. All right, so let's say because that shoulder stabilizer it says yeah. So let's say that way. I will give you an example, and then it will tell me what you think about it. Yeah. Okay. If you had the uh, leaking roof, yeah. And there was a uh, water in your, um, I don't know, somewhere in the room. Then okay. if you wipe the water, would you, would you be pleased with what you did or not exactly? Or you would need to fix the roof to get rid of the uh, issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what I'm talking about here, if you have poor shoulder stability, then if you're using that stuff, it's like a wiping the water because it just helps a bit, yeah? You wipe yeah. the water, you're pleased that something happened. But cause of the problem isn't solved yeah so you need to take care of yourself and then make sure that you got that shoulder stability so you have to train to it and then you can do your stuff and you're feeling good otherwise if you have to rely on something not great because you should be able to do it 
yeah, the, the root cause of the issue. That's not, I guess if I put a brace on because my shoulder hurts to go here, I'm not really addressing the root cause is what you're yeah. kind of saying, perhaps, right? What would mean that perhaps you would have to stop what you're doing for a while, strengthen yourself, and then come back in the smaller bouts of effort. You know what I mean? So you making sure that you're moving well and you're doing, I don't know, whatever you like to do. We're talking kayaking now. So you're doing kayaking for a small amount of time, seeing how you're feeling. Great. Still working on your shoulders. Again, you can do more. And then you're feeling great and you're doing what you want. Yeah. Because yeah. injuries, what's, what's injury generally? Injury is when your tissue capacity being exceeded. You know, that's where the uh, injury happens. In other words, you did too much or yeah, that's, that's the easiest way to explain. Yeah. So your body couldn't handle it. Yeah. But yeah. You can strengthen yourself such a way so your body can handle five times more, 10 times more and hundred times more what you're doing. But you have to be clever about your training. So it's not only as I'm saying, as I'm saying gym, gym is great, but strength training and mobility training are like a bread and butter. They really are complementing each other. The best example would be, for example, my son. My son is 16 years old, started to do bodybuilding and other stuff. He doesn't, he didn't want to listen to me, because eh? you know how it works with the kids, yeah? Yeah. But he couldn't do bench presses because his shoulder was aching, yeah? And he was like, oh, what should I do? I said to him, I will show you that stuff. And he said to me, what does it do? You know, just lying down and doing those bits. I said, try it for a week or two and tell me how it feels. Two weeks later, he said, oh, bench feels great, yeah? <laughs> now, now I believe you, yeah? There's no issue with anything, yeah? And that's the way it works. You don't believe it until you do it, yeah? Because honestly, I would, you know, 10 years ago, I would be thinking the same story. Well, some guy showing me just to move one arm this way, that way. Oh, no, I'm just going to go benching, but it doesn't work that way. You know when you know it works. Yeah, mobility thing. I had, I had looked around. Um, I follow a lot of UFC type stuff, too, and you know, the MMA training. And one thing that a lot of them do, they talk about mobility, being able to move. And I got into that a few years back. Also, like you said, I'm thinking, why would I just want to do that? That's I, Yeah, if I could bench 250, 300 pounds, I feel like I'm doing something. But to sit here and do this, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring someone like you on was to talk more about that, you know, maybe maybe the exercises don't look like much, but they are doing a lot. Yeah, definitely. But what's the difference between flexibility, flexibility and mobility as well? Do you know what's the difference? I'll explain it the easiest way. Yeah, you can tell me what do you think and I'll explain it in uh, five okay. seconds. Yeah, so tell me what do you think? What's the difference between flexibility and mobility? Flexibility would be, I would think it's how far the range of a motion, say like my arm can go back and mobility is like more movement, pulling and back and forth. That's just, I'm just doing an, uh, a guesstimation on that. All right. So flexibility is passive range of motion. So I'll give you a quick explanation. What does it mean okay. passive? Yeah. All right, let's say I'll get to this position. Yeah. And I'll just tuck my tailbone and stuff like this. So I okay. Move, yeah. And I will pull my heel towards my butt. Yeah. But I'll see I didn't change with my spine or anything. Yeah. Okay. That's flexibility. Why is that? Because I didn't have to do anything. I just use my arm to pull myself there. Yeah. But what would be mobility? Yeah? So see, without my body changing, I would let that leg go and see where I can hold it. And that's mobility. In a lot of people, that leg will go there and they'll be, oh, what's happening? So mobility is being able to control your end ranges of motion. Okay. Kind of makes sense. Yeah? So that's 
That's what mobility training does to you. So you're able to be strong in those end ranges of motion. And, and you are good because of that. Flexibility yes. much. Flexibility, I had a lot of uh, people doing yoga and other stuff, and they were getting injured all the time. And they were asking, like, how's that? I'm doing splits and other stuff. But even doing this exercise, they like ha went halfway down. So, so what? How flexible they are. Yeah, they can pull heel to the back, but they cannot hold it there. So that's the difference. You can see your viewer, your viewers, they can do this test. You will see what will happen to them. Okay. Cramping, cramping in the hamstrings. What would you recommend? Do you know much about like diet and supplementation? Is there anything that I could do as far as like a diet or supplementation to give me more mobility? Is there something that you would recommend? But I mean, is it what in your, just your opinion? Yeah, I got also nutritional certifications from Precision, Precision Nutrition. So, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's, I got quite a few. But the point is with the uh, eating, the easiest way to explain to people, try to eat with your plate. Just thinking that way. You put in protein, then you put in uh, some carbs and a lot of veggies. Yeah, so that's the easiest way. And okay. making sure there's some fats. And also when you're eating foods, making sure that the... Uh, they have a one ingredient as much as possible. I'm not saying don't eat pizza or stuff like that, but that would be more like your treat, you know what I mean? So let's say, I don't know, one ingredient, what would you have? You would have chicken. Obviously you can use any spices you would like to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can mix them up. Then what else you could use? What kind of a carbs? What do you like? You could make yourself at home uh, kind of a chips, fries, yeah? Whatever you're calling it, yeah? But again, not in the uh, deep fry, you could put them in the oven, yeah? And then get yourself some kind of a salad. Sounds boring? Might be, but you know what I mean. It, that stuff works well if you want uh, to live well and then long. That would be the eating for longevity. So yeah, just have enough food with the uh, one ingredient. So when you go in shopping, if you want to buy enough stuff in the jars or something, have a look how many ingredients that we have. Because it is a long list. And what's that? Okay. Not great. What about any, what about any of those like over the counter supplements for like joint health? Like I think one is like glucosamine or something like that. Are you familiar with any of the over the counter joint health stuffs? What, what's your opinion on that kind of stuff? You think it's. What's the, what's the opinion? Opinion is the, uh, all the uh, issues with the joints very often are caused by inflammation as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And inflammation also may happen when eating crab food yeah so when eating crab food so even when eating crab food and then taking glucosamine again better idea would be to uh, start eating a bit better and then perhaps take care of your joints and then you wouldn't have to take glucosamine yeah there you go save then, money too <laughs> that stuff's not cheap <laughs> all those movements they're like a lubricate in your joints yeah so yeah if you, if you can do that internally then glucosamine isn't going to do that for you Sometimes you might need a, like a help, like, I don't know, cycle of uh, two weeks if you really need it, but those are special cases. But normally, if you're taking care of yourself, you don't need anything. Um, and a, another, another one I've always had, curious, I've heard dilemmas on this. So before, like, I'm paddling, before any type of, like, event, like, say it's a kayak race or any type of um, day of kayaking, What's what's your uh, thoughts on proper warm ups? Should you do stretches? Should you do like you know? Is there 
what would you what would you think as far as like a warm up before a strenuous activity? So warm up would be uh, still the same, to be honest. If you are doing your mobility daily, then your joints would be strong enough to handle anything you would like to do. So it's like uh, you don't have too much of a warm up. You could do a few shoulder circles. You could move your spine one way, another way, stuff like that, and you're ready because you were training towards it. You know what I mean? So you're prepared towards that event rather than you just kind of, oh, what should I do? You know what I mean? It's like a, if you were preparing yourself and you were training your joints, you're ready to do anything you would like to do. Just get in there and yeah. So that's my opinion, to be honest. So warm up could be anything you would like to do if you already prepared to prepare those joints over the, uh, the time. Okay. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> as far as, uh, oh yeah, backs. So, um, one of my other friends just recently hurt his back and I've had some lower back issues too with some disc compressions. Uh, is there anything that you could recommend as far as like discs, like helping out with like disc issues in the, in the lower back? Definitely. And again, remember when I was telling you that you should move in all joints and be about control articular rotations. So one of those things is just your spinal segmentation. So you have to make sure that your spine moves well. So what do I mean? There's normally there's a 24 vertebrae in human body in the uh, spine, yeah? Okay. And each one should be able to move. You know what I mean? Kind of like you get in that visualization, yeah? But as you sit in a lot and other stuff, certain joints kind of are stopping to move and they get in like a nearly fused. So let's say three doesn't move and then other few have to move much more because those three cannot move. And that's where issues happen. Because, yeah, because there's too much pressure on certain bits and there's not, on other bits, there's no pressure. And the, uh, that's where issue happens. So how to avoid it? Again, you have to make sure that you move in your joints and move in your spine. And the, uh, that's one thing, moving, but also working muscles. There. So I'm thinking, well, I'm going to do a few, perhaps, the uh, sit-ups and stuff like that. It might work, but it might not. As I said, if, all, if you move in those joints and you feel like they, you can control them, I mean your spine in this case, then all is good. So again, mobility training is one answer. Mobility training, you do in your cars. And then as I said, that stuff which I uh, produced, which is a mobility program, would be useful to anyone. This seven uh, days free trial, anyone can try, can try it, see what to do. So just basic stuff between 30 and 45 minutes, three mm. times uh, per week. And it's as simple as this. Life is much easier than people think. Just those people above us trying to uh, overcomplicate things. Physios will be uh, giving you strange names and the, a lot of stuff. And then you, at the end, you're starting to feel stupid because it's like, oh, so many things to do, you know what I mean? But life is much easier. Just doing simple things and all works well. Yeah. Well, well dude, dude, Peter, I've definitely enjoyed your content. Um, how can people get a hold of you? Is there um, a way to get a hold of you? Is the best way through Instagram? Yeah, there's uh, on Instagram, uh, in my bio, there is uh, uh, there are links there. Yes, yeah, so you got one when you can apply for coaching one-on-one, -on -one, and there's another one 
where you got that movability program. Dude, I definitely appreciate you coming on. I didn't want to take up too much of your time here, but I just wanted to put you out there a little more because in in paddling, you know, kayaking as a whole, we we need to keep exercising our joints. And I, I love your content there and what you're putting out and you're helping people. And I definitely appreciate guys like you out there, man. I know you, I seen the one where you had an 83-year-old grandma doing like upside down hang up that was awesome you know <laughs> that's that's yeah, pretty- people who had the uh, sciatica for years and then in, they were taking painkillers they were told by doctors that they will have to get used to live with pain two weeks later we training me they're completely fine no painkillers so it's much easier than you think it might look strange but who cares if it works it works yeah yeah that's the way it works all right, Peter, man. Well, I'll let you get off here for everybody watching and or listening on iTunes or Spotify here. You can get a hold of him on his Instagram. I'll make sure I get it right here. PH Moves You yeah. um, is yeah. his Instagram handle. Go over and check him out. He's got some awesome stuff from backs, from mobility in general. Every joint, you name it. Knees, shoulders, elbows, we all need it. But, yeah, yeah. Peter, man, I appreciate you, dude. Uh, thanks a lot. And um, I'll um, – End it there, man. Yeah, nice to talk to you. See you. I see you, buddy.